Hey, hey, hey there, folks. Welcome to an episode four of my podcast. Welcome to ACOC.com. Uh, my name is William Adam Cock, and today is August 20th, 2015. Uh, just welcome. And uh, today's episode, I am going to be talking about what I enjoy doing the most right now, and that is uh, playing video games. Uh, I'm, I guess I consider myself a gamer still. Um, I've been playing games for a lot of my life. Uh, Sega, Nintendo, Xbox, and PlayStation. So many video games. Uh, if I could get back every dollar I spent on video game stuff, I could probably be living in Bill Gates' house right now. Uh, probably not, but it seems like it. Uh, but, uh, I figured why not episode four, I'll talk about, uh, stuff that I do care about and stuff that I know a lot, of, not a lot, but I do know about. Um, so it's kind of a, kind of like a history, uh, where I, what, what games I've played and what consoles I've had. Um, and then I'm, I'll talk about, uh, who knows how long this, ep- uh, this episode will be too. Um, Because I might go into a lot about this uh, this new entertainment service that is out on the internet right now called uh, Twitch.tv, and also other services that um, offer the same thing as Twitch.tv. So, uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and talk about my very first console. and probably a lot of the 90s generation kids had this console. But, um, my first console was the Sega Genesis. Um, the good old Sega Genesis, I think it was 16-bit. Uh, I cannot believe I remember that, too. But 16-bit Sega Genesis uh, is kind of came out around the same time as the Nintendo, the original Nintendo. Um, I remember that... I when I was young, uh, very early 90s, maybe 89. I don't know. I don't remember. Um, I was in line to sit on Santa Claus's lap, and uh, I think it was uh, Sarah McGee. I think was in front of me. Long time ago. If Sarah McGee is listening to this, that uh, I heard her say. Uh, I want a Nintendo for Christmas. And maybe it was Lauren McGee. I don't remember. It was one it was the McGee's, that one of the McGee's sisters. And uh I was like, Santa, I want the same thing. I want the Nintendo. Uh I played it before because I remember the duck hunting game. That game is always on my mind. Shooting the ducks with a gun to the TV and the dog grabbing it and just laughing at your face when you miss it. So that game is a lot. I still get. I still love that game. Um, so Christmas Day comes up, and I get a Sega, not a Nintendo. And I know I cannot believe I knew the difference too. I was so young. I knew the difference. Like this is not a Nintendo. What is this black box? This Sega. What is Saga? And so. I was maybe a little disappointed, but uh, I hooked it up. Parents hooked it up for me. Um, the good old uh, big cable adapter and the good old, uh, 
what was that uh not the traditional red white and yellow cables but before that oh man those those strange hookups to your tv not it's like a cable but they like the antenna hookup you hook that up to your tv and you get video games on your tv the good old uh, electron gun shooting tvs uh, tube tvs those are old school but uh I think the very first game that I played was obviously Sonic. Sonic is well known to be the character for Sega. So I had Sonic, played the crap out of that. Of course, you know, that game you were not able to save. So a lot of frustration was on that game that you got to like level 9 and you die and you go back to level 1. You know, it's just frustrating and... Thankfully, the 360 version of Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, you were able to save. So that's a lot of fun. But uh, and then I had Sonic. I had Aladdin. That game was amazing. And then I had this awesome boating game. I don't know. Uh, Bombing Run, I think it was called. I just You're on this red boat. You're driving. And this other passenger is shooting guns at helicopters. One-shot kill every time in a boat. And it was I don't remember the objective of that game. I just remember going around the ocean shooting boats and helicopters, and the graphics were amazing. I was like, oh, my God, look at those explosions. Those are amazing. Um, And then what else? Those are the only three games that really stick out at me right now. Um, But Aladdin was the best game also. I love that game course uh having cartridges back in the day you were remember the whole uh blowing into the bottom two of the cartridge and this also into the gaming system when they had trouble reading it you know just blowing into it uh to clear out the dust but uh also with cartridges if you dropped them they were you know they were they could break and so sadly that is what happened to my aladdin game I remember I had a hand, I had the Sega and all the games in my hand with two controllers running up the the deck of our, of our house, and we just gotten back from some kind of trip, um, and I dropped Aladdin face down right on the deck, and I put it in, and it did not work. It booted up, but it froze every time. I blew into the cartridge. I blew in the Sega thinking, you know, dust everywhere, but sadly that game just broke on me. It was a sad day, and cartridge people generation will understand the frustration and the sadness on that. It was very sad indeed. Um, but uh, the Sega Genesis turned out to be a, a really good system. Uh, I don't think it compared really well to Nintendo. And so I, I've never had the original Nintendo. I, I went to the Sega side on that. Um, if there was a console war back in the day, which there's always a freaking console war, that might be another topic on another, another episode. Um, but I will have to say that I really enjoyed the Sega. I enjoyed Sonic. Everyone enjoys Sonic. It's a good character. And Aladdin and that bombing run was an awesome game as well. Uh, then... After that, I was still in the video games. 
Uh, I upgraded to the Nintendo 64. Um, 64 bits is a great increase from 16 bits. The most memorable game on the Nintendo 64 is Mario 64, which Nintendo is known for the character Mario. Uh, and the games I had on the Nintendo 64 was Mario, Diddy Kong Racing, Star Wars Podcast Racing, Lettuce, um, Star Wars Knights something, uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron, um... So GoldenEye, the James Bond games, uh, so many games I had on, on the Nintendo 64, and so many great games. Uh, GoldenEye is still my number one first-person shooter game, and a lot of people out there are the same way. Uh, that game, many, many late nights with my friends uh, Luke Forreston and Kyle Griffith just split-screening. You know that old way of uh, one console box and three or four controllers or two controllers on one TV and you get four or three or two squares on your TV and uh, you split screen with your friends. Uh, I don't know if kids born today will ever understand that, but uh, I explained that to you just there. So one box, two to four uh people on one box playing on one TV and uh, that so many late nights so many uh, fun times uh, just just having fun shooting uh, first person style on GoldenEye with uh, your best friends um, great bonding too I sometimes if I had a time machine I would totally go back in the time when we were split screening uh, just a lot of fun uh, and also with the Star Wars, uh, the single-player games that I had, was, you know, like Star Wars games, there were a lot of good Star Wars games on the Nintendo 64. I had a lot of fun playing those. Probably, uh, uh, like I said, Star Wars Podcast Racing, it was, it's just like Episode 1. I mean, why? I don't, I don't know why there has to be a podcasting game, but I got it, and it was fun. No multiplayer. I mean, you can play against your friends on split screen, but no system link or no uh, over-the-internet multiplayer. But uh, just a lot of memorable uh, quotes that come from that game, too. Uh, like, my favorite is lettuce. So it was a lot of fun playing that game. And I don't know. Just I guess it was fun playing as Anakin Skywalker. I mean, why not, right? Uh, the other one, the other Star Wars game, was uh, Rogue Squadron. That game was a lot of fun. Just go, you're not really on the ground as a foot character. You're always in the air in an X-wing, Y-wings, A fighter, Tie fighters, Tie bombers. You're just uh, flying around doing objectives, and it was that was really good. And back in the day, those graphics were really, really well. Uh, they were like lifelike compared to those standards back in the day. Uh, and then other Star Wars games, Shadow of the Night, Night of the Shadow, something like that. That was a you're on foot. You're just this character in the Star Wars universe, uh, just kind of helping out the Rebel Squadron 
doing objectives, and that was a lot of fun too. That was a good game. Uh, the other James Bond games after GoldenEye were not the best. The graphics were, they always improve, but they were not the best. The AI was not the f- as fun as they were in GoldenEye. Um, it was just not as fun. I think later James Bond games introduced uh, bots that, you know, if you wanted to pl- uh, play by yourself on multiplayer and just do bots, kind of like practice the game. Uh, I think some of them introduced that. Uh, Diddy Kong Racing was a fun game. I like that game. Uh, saw other games too. Uh, Turok. There it is. Turok. Uh, Turok for the 64 uh, is also right behind GoldenEye for me. Uh, I think what I remember most about Turok is the uh, the screams that the AI do every time you kill them. Even after they're dead, they still scream like they're alive. Uh, my favorite gun was the alien uh, gun that you shoot them and then it explodes. Uh, it, it launches the AI bodies into the air. And it was just, <laughs> I think of that game every time. Uh, I just love it because uh, the, the screams and the, the graphics were really good too. Um, after the after that, Turok Games just kind of lost my interest. So if I could, I, I still have my 64 back at home. I just need to find the power, uh, a power uh, cord for it course you know it's proprietary uh stuff hardware so you have to get a special uh power cord for it so i could try ebay i guess i haven't tried ebay but uh if i could get that because i still have controllers i have the box i have the av cable i just got to find the power and i can get back into gaming on my 64 that will be awesome so moving after on moving on past the 64, which it seems like I had that console for 10 years, uh, I was on a little. I couldn't. I could not uh, decide if I wanted to get a PlayStation or an Xbox. Around that time, when the PlayStation, uh, I think PlayStation 2 was going to come out. Microsoft announced that they were getting into the console business. So I could not decide if I wanted to get the Sony PlayStation 2 or a Microsoft Xbox. Uh, My friend Kyle Griffith uh, pretty much uh, told me to get the Xbox. Uh, It would be better and Microsoft is has the money to back it and ever since then I thank him for that because I do like the Xbox brand. Uh, I do like the Sony brand. I'm not a console wars guy. I like both consoles. They are both good in their own way. So I got the original Xbox. Uh, Of course the games that I got with that was Halo. Pretty much that's the only games I remember with the original Xbox. You know, NFL Fever was on that. Kind of hard. um, Oh, uh, Blinks the Time Sweeper. That was a fun, interesting game. You're a cat with this uh, time machine sweeper that you control time with the sweeper. Kind of a cool, different game back in the day. But uh, I got the original Xbox, 
and then a few months later, Microsoft, because on the back of the Xbox, you could see um, an Ethernet cable on the back. And I was like, what the heck is this cable? What's the Ethernet cable hookup doing on the back of the Xbox? And also I learned that the Xboxes, you know, you can do system link. The They're, they're getting past the whole uh, one console, one, uh, one TV for split screening. Now you're able to system link. Uh, if you had a hub too, an Ethernet hub, you could essentially do four, uh, four boxes on four different TVs and system link all together and play multiplayer games um, like Halo and whatever other game does multiplayer. Kind of what we're used to now, and so Microsoft did that, and, I th- and uh, they introduced uh, Xbox Live. And I remember I got on Xbox.com just to browse around, and uh, saw sign up for a beta for Xbox Live. I signed up for it, and a couple of days later, I got the email saying you were selected to be a beta tester. Um, I think I was wave two, not wave one, but uh, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, I signed up for Xbox Live uh, before it officially officially launched. So I got to play it probably like I think five or so months before it launched and for free. And I got the gamer tag Scooby Space Do. I, I guess it's uh, I guess. It's considered an OG tag. I don't know. I keep getting messages about it. Hey, sell me your tag. Hey, you're OG. Uh, hey, hey, hey. Your tag is amazing. Blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. I just know I've had the tag for 12, going on 13 years now. Um, so that's how I got the original gamer tag, Scooby Doo. And uh, ever since then, it's been a blast. Xbox Live has been fun. I uh, played the crap out of Halo online uh, and also Halo 2 and all that. So I had Xbox and then the, then Microsoft introduced Xbox 360. So I went ahead and stayed with uh, Microsoft. Um, eventually I would get a PlayStation 3. So that was, you know, I'll tell my experience on that. But the 360, you know, Halo 2 was a launch title along with some football games and Cameo, or, yeah, Cameo, I think, that one game where you're like a fairy and you can transform into other creatures. Perfect Dark Zero, I played uh, some other titles, too. I, I just really can't remember on my 360. Uh, not the launch titles, but, like, you know, titles I've had were, like, Gears of War, all of them. Alan Wake, um, you know, some Call of Duty. Oh, Call of Duty 2 was a launch title. Um, Black uh, uh, Battlefield, uh, Splinter Cell. So I had a, I had, I've had a lot of 360 games. And uh, plus the money that, because um, when the Xbox and kind of came out too, that's when they were getting into the, uh, the DLC. Or when the 360 came out, they were... Getting to the whole uh, DLC, which it's kind of a topic that I don't really I don't, I don't like talk I I don't like DLC sometimes, but uh, sometimes I do. It just it expands the game. I get the idea. But uh, so so plus the games in the DLC, 
And like I said, I if I get all my money back from my games in my life, I could probably live or rent a room from Bill Gates for a year at least. So, a room in his house. So, I mean, I feel like I've spent that much. It's kind of crazy. Now, if I got that, all that money back, plus the money I've spent on gas for all my cars throughout my life, yes, I could buy a house uh, from Bill Gates. So, 360, and then all, with the 360, I went ahead and got a PlayStation 3 simply because I wanted to try it out, get into the PlayStation, try their only ex- the PlayStation-only exclusives, um, which I I enjoyed. Uh, the ones that I enjoyed the most was you know, Uncharted and The Last of Us. Probably The Last of Us I enjoyed the best. I do have The Last of Us withdrawals. Uh, I want to get a PlayStation 3 or just go ahead and get the PlayStation 4 because they do have that on PlayStation 4. So I might just do that sometime. I really do want to get a PlayStation 4. So with the Xbox and Xbox 360, uh, like the same with uh, the uh, Nintendo 64, lots and lots of late nights, all-nighters, playing with friends, system linking Halo. Uh, me and my friend Luke and Kyle, we uh, had all kinds of uh, up all nights, you know, all-nighters. Uh, just playing Halo, just multiplayer, just uh, it was a lot of fun, just having fun. And Luke was always the kamikaze guy, and Kyle was the sniper. And somehow they would always be the ones to team up against me. I don't know. I guess I was that good. I don't know. Uh, but many, many late nights playing video games with friends. And also, when Xbox Live came out, we all got together and. Uh, we played Xbox Live all over the world with people, so it was a lot of fun. And I would love to go back in time and g- do all that over again, just playing with friends and uh, having fun with each other. Uh, so the PlayStation 3 was my fifth console in my life. So far, I've had five different consoles in my life. Uh, and so the sixth console would be the Xbox One. Uh, I think that's came out what 2013 I think it was a couple of years ago or a year ago Xbox one the new console uh, Microsoft came out with and Sony came out with the PlayStation 4 I will get that one eventually that'll be my seventh console so, uh, still have the original gamer tag scooby-doo and I plan to keep that forever so it's kind of been my history of uh, my gaming life. A lot of late nights, uh, a lot of money spent here and there on games and DLCs and hardware and um, TVs, getting better and better TVs, you know, flat screens, moving on to flat screens and plasma and LCD and getting away from those tube televisions, uh, Xbox Live, and just all kinds of fun and late nights just playing games with friends and so kind of the games that I'm looking forward to this fall uh, every year there's this conference uh, E3 where these big old uh, video game people they announce uh, new games 
And uh, this fall and next year, there's going to be a lots and lots of new uh, games coming out. Ones that I'm looking forward to, uh, I think this fall at least, would be the new Tomb Raider. It's always kind of weird, too, thinking about Tomb Raider is that that used to be a PlayStation only game. It was exclusive to PlayStation 1, I think 2. Uh and then now it's it's exclusive to Xbox 1. It'll eventually come to PlayStation, but right now the new Tomb Raider is only exclusive to Xbox 1. Uh and then Destiny, the other game that I'm playing a lot right now is Destiny the Taken King, the expansion uh, Fallout 4, I'm super pumped about that. I love the Fallout series. I played a lot. I have a lot of hours spent on Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas on the 360. Uh, I got the Pit Boy edition, which I guess that's a big deal. Um, I don't know how I got it, but I went to Amazon and pre-ordered it. But I guess uh, if I wanted to, I could sell my pre-order for at least a $300 profit if I wanted to. Apparently, people want that edition because it's an actual Pit-Boy device for your smartphone that you can wear like they do in the game. So, it's kind of cool that I got that. Can't wait to get that in the, in the game. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront, Assassin's Creed, Mass Effect, New Gears of War. Um, so many games coming out for these next generation consoles. Uh, and, they, and they are all they are all looking really well really really good so I kinda wanna move on to this next subject that I want to talk about and it kinda goes along with uh, what my mom and I'm I'm sure a lot of people have heard this when they were young back in the 90's or even before their parents saying you'll never make money playing video games blah 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 which you know back in the day was true unless you you were in the area that you made those games and you got the money from the sales but now here's the internet and here are services that you are able to live stream your day you can do that from your phone now from the apps meerkat and periscope but here are the services where you're able to take your webcam and there's people's houses that do this that just have cameras set up internet cameras where you're able to just watch people live streaming their everyday life um uh the service the uh, the old service was called uh, justin.tv uh you're able to you know also with your phone or your webcam on your desktop or your laptop just live stream you can live stream your class you know or live stream what you're doing in your home I could live stream myself doing what I'm doing now podcasting which I might do that on my Periscope account sometime get my phone set up though Uh, you can live stream whatever you want and these gamers you know because every every gamer they like to watch other people play games Uh, it's just something about it and they also like commentaries Um, that's what made a lot of people on YouTube famous is their commentaries Uh, you know like commentaries they're not live but with these justin.tv times that uh, you're able to live stream you're playing the game 
and so people can get your reaction they can see your expressions they can see what you're doing and your live commentaries of the game and uh, interactive chat too you can chat to the peop the person that's playing the game and so after you know people started doing that justin.tv got so much traffic from people just wanting to watch people play video games just watching them and so eventually justin.tv branched off and became what we now know as twitch.tv uh, I don't know where they came up with the word twitch uh, like twitching your thumb I guess playing the con the console but now you go to that website and it's nothing but streaming live video games and now they've kind of added talk shows and just kind of evolving it even more um, Twitch.tv has evolved so much that you can subscribe to the individual um, channel for money. And I'll get, in, get into that here in a little bit. But so now that Justin.tv and Twitch.tv both exist, uh, I think Justin.tv people kind of realize that, well, we're not getting the same amount of traffic anymore. People are just not doing what they were doing. Now they're all going to Twitch. So Justin.tv shut down its servers, and now it was just uh, Twitch.tv. And apparently, Twitch.tv was worth billions of dollars. And there are rumors out there that Google, since they bought YouTube, or that YouTube was going to buy Twitch. That was the rumor out there in the world of the Internet. And then I was not expecting this company to step up and buy Twitch, but it was Amazon, the place you buy your stuff from. I don't know why Amazon wanted to buy Twitch, but they did for billions of something dollars. And now Twitch.tv is owned by Amazon. And the people at Twitch.tv are billionaires. Uh, it's just crazy how now... Now you can literally get paid by playing video games. Instead of being a video game tester at a uh, video uh, a video game place uh, or being a developer or whatever, you can literally just be sitting in your room. It can be a small room. It could be a bathroom. It doesn't matter. It could be anywhere that you are making money by playing video games. And not just a little bit of money. I'm talking about thousands of dollars that you can make just by playing video games. I'm kind of up in the air about it. I, I'm just, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, 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 the people who are doing it that are making the money, I, I feel happy for them. They are, they're doing what they're, what they love doing. That's amazing. That is like, you know, the American dream, but it's just, crazy to think about how much money actually flows through that service um, like I said before that you're able to subscribe to these uh, streamers for $4.99 a month uh, through PayPal gift cards um, credit cards any way I guess that this uh, the streamer allows that uh, half of it goes to the streamer half of it goes to Twitch so essentially for every every subscriber the person has two dollars and fifty cents of that goes to them so it, it's just crazy to think that and plus 
donations. Um, don't whatever you give to the streamer through donation wise, none of that goes back to Twitch. That all goes to the streamer. I was watching a stream, which I yes, I'm I watch Twitch.tv. It's really entertaining. Some of the people I watch. Uh, I was watching this one guy playing Halo, and I was reading through his page, and apparently, um, his top donator was this one weird username, and he donated five thousand dollars, and just the amount, like I said, just the amount of money that these streamers make through donations. This is their full-time job. A lot of these people, this is their full-time job of just sitting there streaming video games and with their full-time job this is how they are paying for rent for mortgage for their equipment which i understand that you know they got to put money into this because if you want to have good relations with your chatters and your subscribers you have to have the ability to um i guess nowadays you have to have at least three monitors going on at the same time one being your video game monitor, TV or whatever, and the other two like your chat and your programs that go along with the chat, like your uh, chat moderator bot uh, and just stuff like that. Uh, some streamers have like five screens going on at the same time. It's just, it astonishes me. And so nowadays when parents tell you that you cannot make money by playing video games uh, they are dead wrong uh, you can make tons of money you can go to tournaments and you can make millions uh, these uh, League of Legends players uh, this League of Legends is just some kind of real-time strategy game uh, I don't know why it's so popular but it is but these streamers alone they don't have to go to tournaments but they are making literally hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Not just thousands, hundreds of thousands. Uh, a year just by donations, subscribers, sponsors. That's another way. These streamers uh, get sponsors from energy drink people, which it's kind of funny if you think about it. Energy drink people uh, sponsoring these gamers who just sit there not really using much energy but it's just uh, the sponsors that they get the donations the subscribers um, and also revenue from their YouTube if they are if they have a lot of subscribers on their YouTube uh, the world we live in now it's just astonishing and the amount of money that I see these people just donating to uh, the thing is a lot of these streamers are just starting out which is good you know nowadays since twitch.tv is so you know it's kind of been there a while and a lot of these streamers are veterans from justin.tv they have their fan base so if you're starting out now it's just really really hard to get your fan base but I have seen and I followed some of these streamers where they just started out but now, like, they have five or ten people watching at a time. But now, they're up to, like, 200 to 300 people watching at a time. And they have, like, 100 subscribers and just people donating money that they are making a, a decent paycheck. Now, I don't know what taxes are like. So, yes, they are taxed. 
they do fill out these government tax forms that Twitch sends to everybody. Once they, I guess they reach this threshold of donations and revenue from subscribers. So I don't know what that's like every tax season, but I'm just, but the ones that make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, I'm sure they don't have anything to worry about. So, but it, it's just really cool nowadays that you could, that you can just sit in your room, in the basement of your parents' house, or in your own basement, or wherever, and just, you know, sit there in these nice uh, gaming, quotations, gaming chairs specifically designed for gamers, that you're just sitting there playing games. I wonder what the health, uh, health ramifications are and like, a gamer that does this um, every night, you know, or every day for 12 hours or so a day. Like, I don't know what the health ramifications are on that. Like, what would this gamer be like in 10 years? Will his thumbs just stop working or his hands just carpal tunnel like so much? I mean, that's something you might want to think about too. But it's just because a lot of these gamers, they... They don't go to college. They go. They finish school. Uh, they might go to college, but they just get you know whatever. They might not even finish, and it's just kind of like you know you might want to th- also think about a backup plan sometime. I, you just never know what could happen. Um, but Twitch.tv is definitely a place uh, a place now where. Uh, how you can make money by playing video games and this new form of entertainment that, like I said too, that I do watch. And instead of watching TV, I watch Twitch. I watch Twitch while I play video games, uh, while they're playing the same video game as I am. Sometimes it gets me motivated to play these video games that they're playing, just to try it out. Um, so this new form of entertainment is also taking away views from kids television programs uh disney and nickelodeon are i think they've even come out and said that they noticed that uh, it's not like it was back in the day people are going to youtube more and more every day and they're going to twitch more and more every day to watch people play video games and it's so huge that there's an actual esport category now. These are quotation marks professionals nowadays. I, uh, I mean, I'm up in the air about calling a gamer professionals. Uh, I mean, I guess I mean, can you say a baseball player in the ML uh, MLB uh, professional? I mean, it kind of. Can you call an NFL player professional? Because I, I, now you're, can you can you call a cheerleader a professional? Now everything you know everything is essentially a sport, and so these esports professional players they come together these teams, and they compete for pride, uh, money. Like I said, some of them can be millions of dollars. Halo tournaments you could walk away with four thousand uh, dollars. Is this in your pocket? And so, you know, it's a lot of competition out there. 
So these uh, esports uh, are so huge, like these League of Legends esports. I mean, these are in huge arenas, huge, kind of like the L.A. Staples Center's or arena. It, they're just huge, and you're just sitting, I guess, standing, and just watching in, on a big screen. Or, I mean, you'd have to. You'd have to watch them on a big screen. Just these players sitting down on a chair watching a screen while they you know just moving their hands I mean like I said I'm happy that these players are doing what they love doing but do I really want to call them professionals because the way some of them act too at these professional competitions are not professional it's uh, they just act, you know, a gamer's way. You know, they're just the ego is all up in the air, and it's just you know calling them names, calling them whatever. You suck. You suck. You suck. You suck. So I, I just uh, calling these people professionals uh, is a gray area for me. Now I get that. Uh, I guess a professional is a person who is a profession at their job, and they get paid a professional salary. I, 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 so are these players professionals? I mean, yes, I could sit here and say I could be an NFL player, but I can't. Uh, but I can sit here and say that I could play Halo professionally. You know, I could play League of Legends professionally. I could play Call of Duty professionally. Because all what really is profession on a game is that you need communication uh, without communication, you you won't get far. That's all it really takes is to be good at a video game at a competition level. Um, you need to have excellent com- uh, communication skills. And you just need to know the timing of all the spawning of special weapons. Uh, like for Halo, you just need to know the timing of stuff. So, in my opinion, anybody can be a professional at a video game. Anybody. It does not matter. So that is why I'm just saying, can you really call these people professionals? I, I, I don't know. Uh, in my opinion, no. The way they act and the way that video games, how everybody can be good at a video game if you just grind. And grinding is the taking the time out of the day, which these streamers do on their full-time job, of streaming is just grinding 12 hours a day, sometimes 24, 48 hours straight, and just understanding the game. That's what it takes to be a professional at Call of Duty or Halo, is just grinding away uh, with teammates and just playing the game over and over and over again. Which I understand that's what you do at baseball, golf, uh, cheerleading. You know, You just grind at it. So... It's just one of those things that I, I guess I'll, I, I won't understand. I'll watch them, but I won't call them professional. Uh, even at competitions, I'll just say, oh, you know, gamer playing against other gamers. So, and then when they act like gamers, how some of them do, they stand up in their chair and they just yell at the other teammates. Uh, I will not call that professional. But, to get off on that tangent, uh, esports have become so big that the esport board or whatever now whatever you call them is that they are regulating uh, 
uh, esports now with uh, drug testing. You know, like esports is so big now. If you're doing drugs while playing these games, you are being disqualified. Uh, came up rec- this year recently that a gamer uh, playing, I think, I can't remember what game, uh, but he was he came out and confessed that he was on Adderall. To you know, Adder- you know what Adderall does. It hypens your uh, uh, your movements or whatever, and you're able to process stuff a lot faster. Which is good for gamers, you know, good for any sport. But uh, so now they're being drug tested at these competitions, and so it's just these esports is getting uh, really big and a lot of money going to esports. So that is my uh, tangent or my rampage that I kind of had on Twitch. I love Twitch, I watch Twitch, I'm a subscriber to one channel. So I do give this person and Twitch my money every month. Just one person. Uh, I just—he's a good streamer. He's a—he—I—I I guess he's a good guy. I don't know. Um, but so yes, I'm part of that group. That yes, four ninety nine a month. I'll give this guy two fifty of it every month. Sometimes you got to be careful though to who you subscribe because Twitch. Uh, this one guy. I guess was uh, faking to be in a wheelchair and so he was getting all these donations and subscribers and uh, he thought he turned off his webcam while he was went to the bathroom I guess he thought he turned it off and he stood up from his wheelchair uh, and so people were, were outraged and uh, you know some of these donations you give it but it's up to the person I guess to give it back when you go through PayPal uh, so I, I don't know what the outcome of that was. I just know, I guess, Twitch banned them, but you know you can always make a new username. So sometimes you just got to be careful who you give the money to. A lot of scammers out there, as well with everywhere. But uh, video games is getting big now, huge, with this eSports and professional players, uh, streamers, and just people doing streams as a full-time job and I'm just you know doing twitch and doing YouTube as a full-time job just like I you know I don't know if you can do podcasting as a full-time job unless you get a lot of revenue because you don't really sell podcasts you just do you know sponsors or whatever um, but the sponsors that these streamers can get too is just like you know warheads is a sponsor of someone that I watch um, in these gaming chairs, uh, the company, you know, sponsors some of them, Gaming Fuel, um, other sponsors, you know, Beef Jerky people. It, it doesn't matter, I guess, as long as if a company wants to sponsor you, if you have the viewership, you know, they'll sponsor you. It, it's just kind of crazy now. <laughs> but, I, I well, okay. So I got on a tangent on that, but. I guess, can you really call a NASCAR driver professional? So that's something that someone could yell at me, I guess. But, I mean, can you? I mean, could I I guess I could sit in a car going in a circle, you know, 100 times, going 100 miles an hour every time. I mean, I guess I could. Uh, But to be a professional, you just have to be a grinder. So maybe these are professional people. Who knows? 
but I will never call them a professional when I see them acting some, like they do sometimes on their streams. They're not professionals, in my opinion, the way they act. So if they act better, I will call them professionals. Until then, I'll just call them streamers, gamers like I am. I'm a gamer. So that is my little thing about Twitch, and I'll probably be talking more about Twitch the more... I get, you know, I've been into it for a while now, but uh, I enjoy it. I subscribe to one person. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts about what I said? Uh, some uh, Are my opinions really off? Uh, do you call, always call them professionals? Do you, uh, how many channels do you subscribe to? Do you watch Twitch? Um, do you not watch TV at all? Do you always watch Twitch? How old are you when you watch Twitch? Uh, uh, are you uh, are you under eighteen? Uh, are you still at mom and dad's, or are you old, or you what profession, or whatever? Because um, that's the other thing too is that the uh, the main audience that these streamers get are you know teens, young teens, ten year olds. Uh, so you know they have access to mom and dad's cards so a lot of the so a lot of you know that's what um sadly that's what twitch really goes for is that young generation that's what call of duty people go towards too i mean without kids there'd be no video games hardly so a lot of revenue a lot of money being spent i think is just through uh little kids having access to the plastic and just, you know, subscribing away with uh, mom and dad's cards. Um, that's just kind of how I feel about that. But some of them, like me, that I do, uh, I do it willingly. And a lot of the donations that I see, I don't know if kids are doing that with parents' credit cards, like that $5,000 one, but um, I don't know. It's uh, a lot of donations, I'm sure, come from kids, but a lot of donations also just come from people that have money. So it's uh, one of the. Um, I'm just kind of astonished by. Uh, I'm just really astonished by the amount of money that I see go through Twitch, that I see go to these people's pockets. That is really really cool. I love how you know how they do what they're doing, what they love. That's really cool. So I salute them. That's really cool. And uh, this is the way the world is going towards because uh, entertainment is really going to be streaming. Uh, it's really you're just going to be, you know, just Internet entertainment is the future. So I, who knows how big or how much bigger Twitch is going to be? Who knows where esports will be? Who knows where video games will be? Because now video games are going to be virtual reality with this Oculus Rift coming out. So we'll see how that goes. And I guess from a gamer, it is some jealousy. There, There's some jealousy from me towards some of these streamers. I will admit that. I mean, it, it is. You know, just sitting there watching this guy playing a game that you're playing too at the same time. And someone just gives him $50. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things that is just the way it is. Um, he was there first streaming that game. So, hey, it's his job. So there you go. 
more power to him and I'm happy for him that he's doing what he's loving what what he's doing what he's loving so more power to him so yes I admit I admit there's some jealousy but it goes away because I enjoy playing the game too so that's all that really matters is that I enjoy the game and I'm loving life so that's all that matters so but to the people out to the streamers out there that make a hundred thousand dollars I don't know is that jealousy I mean that's jealousy but uh I don't know what else it is it's kind of one of those things that I want to rob his house I don't know to the streamers that do do that watch out JK happy for you guys love your streams so there you go um, but I better call that quits right now because uh, this podcast has run a while uh, like I said that this podcast will run uh, it'd, be, it'd be a long podcast because I do enjoy talking about video games uh, my my video game uh, experience and I wanted to talk about Twitch I figured why not episode 4 let's go ahead and talk about it uh, other future episodes uh, might not be this long it might be longer I don't know um, but I just wanted to talk about this stuff because I enjoy talking about it like I do talking about tech um, so we'll see what the next episode is I'll see what the next episode is too uh, but uh, so that's really all that I have on this I might have more future episodes about Twitch and video video games no I will I will have future episodes about video games and Twitch and how video games will evolve they are evolving now with this oculus wit rift and virtual reality i don't think we we are to holodeck technology yet but uh, someday it will be there holodecks like star trek because star trek is better what so uh, i i'm going to call it there Thank you all for uh, coming out to ACOG.com and listening to this podcast, uh, this very, very long podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, let me know in the comments or email me, or if not, oh well. I hope you enjoyed it as I did recording it. Uh, you can find me at ACOG.com, uh, Twitter, uh, at ACOG on Twitter. Um, Instagram is ACOC. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash cock. Um, and also this episode is on iTunes. So go to iTunes, subscribe to my channel, and you can get this instantly updated on your iOS devices or your computer on your podcast section. So thank you all for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And I'm going to be listening to Rebecca Black tomorrow, so TGIF. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Ciao.